Hi, and welcome to this Nordea Markets Insights podcast. My name is Terry Baines, and I'm happy to be hosting a series of podcasts tied to the latest Nordea economic outlook, The Road to Recovery. In these podcasts, we're going a bit deeper into the individual subject areas, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Chief Analyst Tobion Isaksen, who covers the Swedish economy. Hi, Tobion. Hi. So jumping right in, um, like many other countries, Sweden has also been hit hard by this pandemic. What, what is the current outlook, both in terms of the virus and the economy? Yeah, well, the pandemic is uh, far from over and uh, we still have uh, a number of cases. Corona cases is still increasing quite swiftly. However, that is is uh, mainly due to that the, the t- number of testing has has increased. Uh, the number of fatalities have come down uh, from the peak of around 90 uh, people per day to around uh, say 20 and 30 fatalities per day uh, currently. And uh, however, looking at the total mor- mortality. Uh, in Sweden, it actually it's been elevated uh, in uh, April and May, but now it actually ha- have come down to average levels. So it's uh, getting under control, uh, but it's far from over. And in terms of the economy, we uh, yeah, similar to most other countries, we have a hard hit, and the, uh, we see a, a huge drop in economic activity in production and GDP in the second quarter. Uh, we have an indication that the economy production bottomed out in April and May, and it's now started to recover. Uh, but so far, quite relatively modest recovery, I would say. And um, uh, of course, the labor market is also lagging. Uh, unemployment has risen, but will continue to rise. And we think unemployment will peak around 10% later this year. Okay. Um, Now, Sweden has gotten quite a lot of international attention for its coronavirus strategy that has relied more on recommendations for people's behavior rather than harsh lockdowns. Um, Do you think that approach has had any effect when it comes to the economy? Uh, Both yes and no. Perhaps we have a less sharp drop in economic activity in in, um, March and April. Uh, But on the other hand, we, it might be uh, that we have a less uptick in activity when the economies and societies are opening up again. Uh, so, uh, and I think it also also in, important to remember, although that and that that is that we have taken measures, quite tough measures, also in Sweden. Although it's been less kind of laws and less regulations uh, and less strict in that sense, we still have had uh, restrictions and households have uh, obeyed the uh, uh, what the authorities have asked them to do. And households have uh, stayed home, uh, worked from home, and the retail sector is suffering badly. Also in Sweden, and restaurants have also been in, in, uh, also been the uh, hard hit by this uh, crisis, uh, and I think that is important to remember. So um, perhaps uh, um, a less steep decline in activity, but on the other hand, perhaps a bit slower recovery. But I, I would say that it's it's too early to tell what strategy is the best one in terms of um, 
both uh, fighting the virus and in terms of the economy. Uh, time will tell. I think we, we need one or two years before we can draw any more uh, conclusions uh, from this. Right. Um, in the report, you note that the plunge in exports accounts for most of the decline in Sweden's GDP. What's the outlook when it comes to exports going forward? Yes, the, the export industry has been hard hit too. I mean, it started in the domestic economy with certain services such as hotels and restaurants, and then it spread to other domestic sectors. But now it's mainly the, the uh, I would say that the uh, export industry is now hardest hit by this. Uh, and we have a competitive um, business sector, a competitive export industry in Sweden. But in this situation, I would say that uh, the composition of exports is unfavorable in terms of we have a lot of investment goods in exports in Sweden. That is cars, trucks and machinery and that kind of goods. And that has been really hard hit globally in this crisis. Um, so the composition is is kind of unfavorable in this situation. If you compare, for instance, with Denmark, which has more pharmaceuticals and, and, and food in exports, which is uh, held up much better. Um, and also, we had a business tendency survey out yesterday, which showed that order intake to the export industry is still very weak and weaker than I would ex had expected, actually. So it's a tough situation for exports, and it's it's indeed weighing also on GDP growth. I think there are conditions uh, we should uh, expect a recovery in the global demand soon. And then, um, but uh, we don't see much of that sign sign of that yet. Okay. Um, Sweden has adopted strong fiscal policy measures to to soften the blow of this pandemic, um, including a system for covering short-term layoffs. And um, would you say these measures have been effective? And what's the outlook for the labor market going forward? Yeah, I think the, the measures is. Uh, have been very important uh, as it uh, it uh, helps uh, the household's financial situation but also uh, reduces the unemployment rate uh, this um, the government introduced this uh, short term layoff system in mid march uh, which means that um, uh, wage earners uh, they keep 90% of the wage and the government takes 70% uh, of the costs and, uh, and thus companies only take 30% of the costs. And this has been very, very um, much used by companies. And um, also people in, uh, so this, yeah, and people in this, um, uh, that are in layoff system, they are considered as employment in, in the statistics. So this, uh, helps to keep down the unemployment rate. Um, and uh, it's a lot of people in this uh, on short-term layoffs. It's more than 500,000 people actually in Sweden currently. Uh, we do expect that most of these people will return to the jobs after the summer as we expect both domestic demand and global, global demand to recover. But uh, I think the big numbers it's more than 10% of the of the labor force that are in, in short-term layoffs. Uh, 
the, the high, big numbers can highlight the fragile uh, situation and that it's 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 um, um, so to say uh, yeah it's it's a fragile situation situation and a very serious situation. Right. Um, so there, there's been some question around how long it will take for household consumption to pick up again. Will people stay home fearing a second wave or avoid spending money? Um, yet in the report, you note that households are showing signs of resilience. What, what are we seeing there? Well, we saw that uh, when um, uh, households were asked to stay at home, uh, consumption dropped massively in March and April. Uh, but uh, I think it's important to remember that this crisis was not caused by imbalances in the economy, not uh, imbalances for households or for, for the central government finances. And uh, of course, the crisis could create imbalances. Uh, but when looking through the household's economic situation, we think that their balance sheet will be okay. Uh, and this means that. Uh, uh, the consumption can return uh, going forward. Uh, and also we think that this is supported by the relatively uh, um, optimistic consumer confidence, um, especially regarding households' expectations about their own economy is actually on average level, on historical level, levels, which again illustrates that uh, the household's financial situation is okay. And that is important uh, as for the outlook. The, and it means that conditions are in place for recovering household consumption. Great. Um, shifting gears now to monetary policy, even though the key factors for monetary policy have all been at crisis levels, the Riksbank has not lowered its policy rate. Why, why is that? And what can we expect regarding future monetary policy? Yes, the Riksbank has been quite clear that they're not interested to cut rates in the crisis situations. Uh, they, see, uh, neg they see costs related to negative rates in this situations, situation. And uh, they think it's uh, no use trying to stimulate the economy when the households are, are asked to stay at home. And uh, also, they don't want to weaken the corona further from here, as it could hit the, the already hard-hit service sector. Uh, however, the, the Riksbank has indicated that it could cut rates longer out when we have a recovery in the economy in order to support the recovery, to give extra boost to the recovery. Uh, however, however, we don't think that will happen uh, for several reasons. Uh, and uh, one reason is that the inflation is inflationary pressures are very low currently, and we expect it to stay uh, very low also going forward. So, uh, and if um, the Riksbank cuts rates below zero now, it's a, a serious risk that uh, the policy rate will stay in negative, will, will be permanently in a negative uh, below zero. And I, don't, I think that the uh, Riksbank wants to avoid that and that therefore they will keep the repo rate at zero. 
Uh, on the other hand, we expect, uh, we rather expect the Riks Bank to use the balance sheet and balance sheet measures uh, to fight, to support the economy and to try to boost inflation. So we expect the Riks Bank later this year, not now, but later this year to announce an extension of the QE program. Uh, but that is a story more for, say, September or perhaps more likely for, for November. So Riks Bank on hold with a reparate button extension of the QE program. That's our forecast. Okay. Finally, what, what is the outlook when it comes to Sweden's housing market? How has it fared during this uh, crisis? Uh, better than feared, and this is very important. And I think that this is also reflects what we talked about earlier, and that is that the household's financial situation is kind of uh, stable. Most important reason for, for uh, stable economic situation is that mortgage rates uh, are stable and uh, looks to be remain very low for a very long time. And also some uh, macro potentials uh, related to the housing market has been eased. Uh, so there were initially there were a drop in home prices, uh, but um, most recent numbers has actually been a, a recovery in home prices. So better than expected. And uh, this is also bodes well for domestic demand in general. Great. Well, um, thanks, Tobian. I think on that uh, positive note, we can uh, end here. But these certainly are interesting times. And uh, you can find the full economic outlook and more of Tobion's research at emarkets.nordea.com.